Curtis, thanks so much for joining us here on Game Changers. Uh, I, I imagine the the Fraser family was like most Canadian hockey families, and it lived at the rink growing up. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, you and your cousins probably had some great games growing up. Uh, was that pretty much the case for you guys? Yeah, you know, we're like any typical family um, from BC and, you know, small town. You know, our family kind of moved across the country, my dad's family, but uh, we ended up in, uh, they ended up in Sycamore, uh, BC. And um, yeah, that's kind of where it all started. I'm in the middle of uh, Colin and, and Paul, which is my uncle Johnny's son. Colin won some cups there with Chicago and, you know, um, you know, I have some family back East too. And then I have the, you know, other side of the family, which is uh, Schaefer's out of uh, Spruce Grove. Um, obviously we're related as well. Um, Jeremy Schaefer married a Fraser. So it's, uh, it's starting to change last names now too, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of hockey going on in our family. Uh, and that continued, uh, after you, you know, played through uh, minor hockey into the BCHL, you played on the Island and then you played in Alaska uh, for four years of, uh, NCAA. So a little bit, uh, remote locations, Alaska and on the Island, but tell me about the experiences of playing for Victoria and then playing in the NCAA in Alaska. Yeah. You know, uh, I kind of had a, you know, kind of a weird BCHL career, you know, which I kind of like to share with the players all the time is, you know, you know, there's so many, there's so many things in your game. Like I came into the BC hockey league as a, as a uh, 17 year old ready to go, had a great season. And then after that, I got a little too big for my britches and 18 and 19, I, I couldn't really figure it out. I was looking at a result instead of focusing on the process to the result, you know, and, when I, in my last year of junior, um, I just worried about the process and let the, you know, kind of the results lie. And that's when everything kind of happened for me. Um, yeah, Alaska Fairbanks did a pretty good job. They, they got me in the first 10 games. They said, uh, they gave me 24 hours to decide. So I had a really good hot start and then they came in first. So I hadn't talked to anyone yet. And they said, uh, yeah, we'll give you a full ride. Um, but you have 24 hours to decide. And, you know, in my last year of junior, I wasn't sure if I should roll the dice. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, which we can talk about later is, you know, sometimes it's better to go to a smaller school because, you know, I played right away. So instead of going to, you know, a bigger school like Michigan or North Dakota, which I could have, I led the league in scoring that year. Um, I could have ended up at a place like that, but, I wouldn't play for two years. It'd be pretty tough because, you know, they have all those NHL draft picks and, and things like that. So from a, from a playing standpoint, Alaska was great. Cause you know, as a freshman, I you know second line center as a freshman, and I think I had 12 goals that year, which is, you know, as a freshman, that's pretty good. And it's only a result of me playing, playing hockey, right, right away. I wasn't on the fourth line. I wasn't in the stands and, you know, and so, I mean, I look back at it and I wouldn't have changed it. 
For sure. So now uh, you take some of that coaching and you implement it in the JPHL. What do you like about uh, the Junior Prospects Hockey League, the HSL, um, I guess the, the independent model, but more specifically these leagues that you're involved with as you're the head coach of the Langley U15 team? We'll get to that team specifically in a second, but what, what do you like about this model? Uh, I think they took a different viewpoint on it. Um, you know, when I look at when I look at, you know, kind of like my coaching and when I started and, and why I got into it, um, you know, I was, I wasn't really going to go into hockey, like after hockey, I, I went into oil and gas right away. Um, and I was doing that for a couple of years and I just hated my life. Like I just, I couldn't do it. I worked every day. I remember one summer, every day, the whole summer. And I didn't have a, you know, my family was starting to pay for it. I wasn't seeing my kids. And you got to remember like when you have, when you have kids in a family and you're playing hockey, like you get to see them all the time. Like I'm, I'm there all the time. Like I'm, you know, I go to the rink at eight, I'm back by one and I go, you know, we'll go downtown with my family, my wife, my kids. And, you know, you're just present a lot. Um, and you know, and, and you make more money and I get into oil and gas, I make less money and I'm never home. You know, it was really hard pill to swallow. Um, and so when I got into coaching, I kind of wanted to do, you know, everything, everything my way and, and the way I want it to be done. And I remember it started in HSL and, um, I actually, it wasn't my idea. A group of parents came to me, a group of sevens came to me and they said, you know, we don't want to, you know, we can't make zone because we're first year players. So it's really rare we're going to do that. We don't want to go back to minor hockey um, with a volunteer kind of coach. No offense to volunteers. Um, they make the minor hockey model tick. Um, but they didn't want to do that, and they wanted me to do it. And I was pretty hesitant to do it because, you know, I was watching the other academy models, and it was just kind of based around winning. And I was just like, okay, well, I, I don't feel good about that. So then Jason Pugh, who runs um, the Langley Hockey Academy for me, um, the day-to-day stuff and, you know, all the, you know, the back-end stuff, he helps me with that. And he, uh, he said, well, how would you do it? And I'm like, well, I'd have, a, you know, a power skating session. I'd have a skill session. And then I would have two team practices if there's four skates a week. And he's like, okay, we'll just do that then. And I'm like, okay, let's, that's, let's do that. Let's do that then. And, and we did it. And it had just a tremendous amount of success. The kids got so much better. We put development first, uh, winning second. And we actually, you know, we were winning in the process because we were putting development first, which is, you know, people forget about. But, you know, that's the mindset that, that we had with this HL, HSL thing. And then after that, the JPHL basically came and they said, we're going to create this new model you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it was a model where we actually got a say in it, you know, like they, it's more like a family, like we're all, we're all a big team and I run Langley, but I'm also a team. My teammate is also, you know, Clay, Clay Stoner, who I, you know, played against in the American league, a whole bunch. He's in Victoria and we work together. We're not against each other. We work together. Right. And, and I think, I think that's where the JPHL had me and, 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 you know, even my coaching staff that I have assembled, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. You know, I'm pretty proud of the guys I have working inside of our academy and, 
and they have that same mindset also, right? Where development is, is paramount. And if we win in the process, great. Um, but the funny part is, is when you put development first, generally speaking, you win anyway. So, I mean, I think we're in a good spot here. And I think that's what kind of drew me to the JPHL at the start. You know, it's it's so funny when when coaches coach for the players instead of coaching for them to get to the next level by piling up wins, uh, you see that development and the team gets better. It's no different than trying to get the message across to an offensive player that offense starts with defense and, you know, you can turn the puck over. But sometimes people have a hard time seeing the forest through the trees when it comes to trying to get to that next level. Um, and with this Langley uh, U15 team, um, when you talk about development and skill, you have a pretty special player on that team. I like to say it's uh, Liam Pugh's world. We're all just living in it right now because he is uh, so fun to watch. Uh, he's got size. He's got speed. What is it like to coach this guy? A lot of people are talking about his name for the 2025 WHL draft because he's still uh, an underage. But what's it like to coach a, a player that has that much skill and leads by example? Yeah, you know, that's pretty funny. I've had Pew since he was five, and I was talking about it the other day. Um, I kind of said to him, like, why do you think why do you think we work? And he doesn't know, right? He's just a kid. He's pretty young, and, you know, he, you know people kind of forget how young he is, right? And yeah. uh, I think – go ahead. No, it's true. It, pe people don't realize that he's not eligible until 2025. Yeah, and I mean, you forget that he's a year younger in his mind. He's a year younger in his body, right? He's, you know, he's he's not the same age as the rest of the kids. Now, he's a really mature kid, but he's still younger, right? And I think the reason why we work and why it's, you know, it's been so good is I treat him like everybody else. You know, I don't. I don't talk about him and there's no offense to everybody else. I just, I don't do that with him. You know, I, I don't, I treat him like if you miss a back check, I'm really like, I'm hard on him. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think with sometimes when you get a player like that, they almost like let him do whatever he wants. And, and we don't, we don't do that here. He's just another player. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think he appreciates that because, you know, a, a player like that, that can, you can get away with murder really on, on the ice. Right. But you can't cheat the game. And we're, we're trying to build a, uh, you know, an, an 18 year old, a 17 year old. We're not trying to build a, a 15 year old here. We're trying to build a, you know, an NHL prospect. So, I mean, he's pretty fun to watch and, you know, you can see it when he scores, I'll just stand there with my arms crossed, like no big deal because, you know, at the end of the day, like he's just another player on our team and, and uh, he's, yes, he's special and yes, he's all those things, but, you know, I don't really play into that with him. And that, I know that might sound like, I don't know what that would sound like harsh or, or someone might say like, well, you know, why don't you tell him once in a while? It's just like, you just try to keep him grounded and, and try to build a man because, you know, the kid is, there's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of eyes on him and, you know, and you got to find a way to, you know, playing under that kind of microscope is tough on a kid, right? And I don't know if I could have done it personally, you know, maybe it could have got to me, but he's got to find ways in the process to, to lock that stuff up. And how do you do that? Play for somebody else, play for your teammates, 
right? Lock that pressure out, work as hard as you possibly can every single day, right? And and the moment he stops doing that, it's the moment he's going to get caught, right? It's like, I would say it's it's harder to be number one than it is to be number two, mm-hmm. right? Because no one, there's no one chasing him. So, so every, sorry, everyone's chasing him and he's not chasing anybody. So how are we going to do that? Well, we got to create it within. We got to create it here on our team and we have to make sure that, you know, he... He doesn't feel like he, you know, he's not chasing anyone. I created, so he's chasing everybody, you know, and I, and I think that's why he's continuing to develop and continuing to be the player, the player he is. But from our side, he's just another player on our team. Well, and, you know, for a lot of people, he's, you know, and a lot of players like that, they get told over and over how, how good they are and, and they will get a lot of special treatment down the road. So they probably prefer it right now. They could just be a teammate. And let's remember, these are young kids and in his case, uh, an even younger kid. So I, I think that's the right situation. There's going to be so many people handling these kids with kids gloves as they get older. They just want to be treated uh, like a kid and kids just want to play hockey uh, no matter where it is unfortunately if you play in independent hockey right now um threats of suspensions are happening and uh, uh, you're not allowed to play in international events uh, you are very familiar with all of this the bchl has gone independent uh, the jphl is independent what do you make of um i say it's kind of funny to hear the word inclusivity being used when people are not being allowed to play due to suspensions what are your thoughts on all of this independent versus uh, I guess they call it sanctioned hockey. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's a pretty loaded question, and I could talk sure. about it for hours. I've been, I've been kind of fighting the fight for a long time now. I, sometimes I feel like the antichrist of hockey, depending on who I'm talking to, you know. But at least I'm at home in the in our community in the JPHL and the HPL and things like that. And you know, I always I always joke because like. You know, we didn't make up this idea to be go against the grain like that. That was never it. You know, like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. So I'm going to go do this. It was never about that. It's like there, things happen because there's a need. That's why. So I was in minor hockey and and the parents come to you. It wasn't my great idea that I'm going to go do this and it's going to be awesome. It's because they were missing the, the mark with the top kids. So the top kids wanted something more and, you know, four of us got together and we delivered that, that model, right? It's, a, it's the same thing with the JPHL. It's nothing against Hockey Canada, nothing against BC Hockey, nothing against those, those places, right? It's the, it's the fact that there's a, someone's missing the mark and we're creating a service that people want to pay for, right? And you look at, you know, I look at Academy you know, right now, nothing against Academy, but it costs $25,000. And I'm just estimating um, some is more, some is a little bit less, but that's basically where it is. I have three boys. How am I going to do that? How am I actually going to do that? $75,000 a year. Like that's like hemorrhaging my retirement. So I, there's a need for me personally, not even take away Langley Hockey Academy, take away the JPHL, take away all those things. Like, I have to live a life and, and I, I don't want to work my whole life. So at some point I'm going to have to retire. How am I going to do that when I'm shelling out, you know, four years at $25,000 a year, it's a hundred grand per kid. That's $300,000. And I'm 41 years old at, at 65. That's a lot of money. 
so how, how would I actually do that? I, I wish I made more, I guess, or I had, uh, or I played in the NHL for longer and I wouldn't feel that kind of price tag, but it's not the case, right? You know, I pay for my kid to play in this league, right? And, and, you know, I do the best job I can, not for my kid, but for all the kids, but my kid plays in the JPHL and I pay. And, you know, there's no deals to be had um, in academy either. So, I mean, at the end of the day, there's always a need and yeah. Okay. You can say that we are going against the grain and call us unsanctioned calls, whatever you want, but you know, why can't we, why can't we all play in the same sandbox? Why can't we be sanctioned? Why, why, what's that word even mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sanction sounds like something that international uh, entities uh, put on different countries and stuff. And it, 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 you know, the, the, the term outlaw league is just so ridiculous. I mean, it's just somebody doing something different than the governing body because they are, are, are uh, you know, not happy with the existing system. Yeah, and, and we don't have a problem with them. They have a problem with us. Right. Right, like I'm not mad at them. We're just, you know, it's like it's like if you, if you own a, you know, a clothing store and I open one up next door, is that, am I unsanctioned now? Yeah. because I want to compete against you. You know, like I think competition breeds success, right? Like makes you better. Say what you want. Like we made the CSHL better. We made minor hockey better because why? They start making changes because, you know, we go to the HPL and then, you know, minor hockey would go, well, okay, let's do this then. Great. That's better for the kids. Awesome. Like why? I'm not mad about it. Why are you mad about it? Same thing with JPHL. Like the CSHL has been got better because of we're here, mm-hmm. right? We get better because they're there. Like everything gets better. And who's it, who ultimately benefits from that? The kids. The yeah. kids benefit from us being better at our job, us being better at our development model. You know, like that's what us being better at, you know, at logistics and, you know, and, and making sure that the product, the, you know, the customer, the parent, you know, is happy with their development model, happy with the, you know, the coaching that their kids getting happy with all those things, right? Like I'm not mad about it. I'm ready to compete, but why are they mad about it? I don't know. You, your, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's the kids ultimately who, uh, end up getting punished for this. Um, um, you know, the, the Challenge Cup, the first Challenge Cup is coming this weekend. I just had uh, Tyrell Spitzer on the show talking about it, that hey, any teams can come in from, from our point of view. It's the other point of view. And it's the same thing that, you know, if you coach in the HSL or the JPHL and now some coaches aren't allowed to coach in minor uh, systems and, and who loses out? It's the kids because the person that wanted to coach isn't allowed to and now there there might not be a coach. And it's a, it's a cycle that, if 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 people don't get out of the way of making this, you're going to keep continue to drive kids uh, out of hockey, unfortunately. And that's why the BCHL made their move uh, to go independent. And from what I've heard, Curtis, the BCHL this year is really fun to watch. Uh, what what are your thoughts on the BCHL and the caliber of hockey in that league this year? Yeah, you know, I'm kind of new to the to the junior game. Um, in a sense, I have a lot of good people around me and, you know, and watching. And I would say that the, the level across the league just went like that. It just jumped, right? And 
it was it was crazy to look at like last year to this year. Also, not to mention the parity that was created in the league. Like if you start looking at like the standing and stuff, like teams that were say somewhere in the bottom of the BCHL, they're not in the bottom anymore. Like they're just as good as we are. We're just as good as you know somebody else. Like we had a we, we had a tough weekend this last weekend, but we were playing Victoria. They're a really good team. I think they were seven and two, and we're within a goal, right? And we're three and six. You start looking at the parity. Like the league is top notch now, and you know players are coming from you know the U.S. and they're coming from other places in Canada. They're coming from the AJ. They're coming from the SJ, the MJ, things like that. And I mean, I think we've really we've really hit it out of the park here. Um, at the same time, I don't know why we're a outlaw league or unsanctioned. I don't understand. Um, I'll never understand, I guess. Um, but it just goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, we're not mad. Yeah. We're not mad. They're mad. We're just trying to do the best job we can and put the best players on the ice and, and have the best league and that we can. And, you know, at the same time, it just always flips around that, you know, here they're so upset and, you know, and, and we're just doing our thing, you know, and we're not, I mean, obviously we'd love a dance partner. Like, I, I mean, being sanctioned or unsanctioned, why can't we all just play like USA hockey? You could go to, I could move to like, you know, Detroit tomorrow and start up my own hockey program and it would be sanctioned. Mm-hmm. They don't kick me. They don't kick us out. Right. As long as I'm doing the, I have the right insurance and I follow the rules. Like why can't, why can't we play a CSHL team? Why not? Just hockey. We all have insurance. It's the same. Yeah. The refs, right. Get some good refs that are qualified. That's fine. We have qualified refs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we so, we have many refs that ref in the BCHL, which is uh, the top junior league, junior A league in Canada. So it's competition. Yeah. That that's what it comes down to. And um, the reason this sport exists is so we have competition. That's why we play hockey. It's a competitive sport. And if you're, I I don't want to use the word term afraid, but if you don't want competition off the ice. Why do we have competition on the ice? It just seems so backwards right now. Um, and and like you said, our doors are open. The JPHL doors are open. Um, you know, the group that we have, it's all working together. And hopefully we can all get together on the same rink sometime and, and all play in the same rink at the same time against each other again. So that's the goal. I know we're working towards it. And if the adults can get out of the way, maybe the kids can play, Curtis. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. You know, and I look forward to those days. And, you know, I, I think eventually I think they, sh- they should come. Um, other than that, I mean, the positive is, is we make them better, right? They're recruiting already for next year. And, you know, and they're, they're, they're boning up on their workouts. They're getting more ice. They're doing all these things. And it's because of us. And the kids that are over there ultimately benefit from us being here. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm proud to say that I'm proud to say that, like, I feel good for the kids over there too. It's like, I'm not against someone that chooses the CSHL. Good luck. Have fun. Like, that's awesome. It must be a great program and it must, must be a great fit for your, for your family. I don't sit here and slag them. Right. And say it's a bad model. They have good coaches over there too. And I'm and that's great. Right. So pick your poison and pick the, the you know, the coach and the program that's going to make your, your, uh, son or daughter the best that they can be and how can I be mad about that 
Yeah, and, and whatever they're going to enjoy the most. If they want to go over here and play with their kids, if they want to move across uh, the province or the country to play with their cousin or something, why do we have to stop that? Why do families, entire families, have to move? So we, we have to remember that this is a sport and who it's for at this level. Obviously, we're talking different things at the next level. And, and we could do this uh, for hours, and, and I'm sure we'll get you back on again, Curtis. But thanks so much for uh, some time, some insight into uh, your background and what's going on with uh, Langley U15. I really enjoyed watching you guys this weekend, and we'll see you at a rink very soon. Thanks so much. Can't wait.